I've always had two types of relationships with women and one is one is a good is good and the other is bad I suppose I've fucked them both up at some point in time so I'm gonna tell you all about it My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 3, Episode 22. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving is uh, is different for, for the Kelseys than, than it had been before. But this year, we, we tried to make it... Um, make it as close to what it used to be as possible. We spent Christmas with my um, mother-in-law and my father-in-law, did that whole turkey thing. And uh, it was good, you know, hung around. And, you know, I, I, I feel like Thanksgiving is like one of the only holidays that you just spend a lot of time talking. And uh, that's that's pretty much what we did. We just hung out, had some wine and talked and ate and just kicked it and you know my kids were um I think I think it was good for them to to be with the with the with the in-laws with their you know biological grandparents um but yeah I don't I don't know what you did I saw a lot of what you know a lot of people that I know online you know on whatever social media what they did and um it's pretty cool it's good I like Thanksgiving um we got but, you know, you get out of Thanksgiving and you roll right into Christmas and it's like, there's like no break. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And then Christmas is, is everything is all about Christmas. So today, um, I think today is the first time in my life that I've been on the other side of Black Friday. You know, because working at the Mall of America, you're, you're on the retail side of Black Friday. And, you know, we were out today and um, with, I, all of my kids actually came out and we went out. We got out. I think we weren't like those 5 a.m. shoppers. We got out around 10 o'clock and hit the mall and a couple of other places. But we're walking around the mall and my daughter, my youngest daughter, um, Chloe, said, asked me about, uh, you know, what it was like back in the day at the Mall of America on Black Friday. And I remember pre 9-11 because a lot of things changed um, at the mall after 9-11 but pre-9-11 the mall would just be so packed that you could feel like literally feel the mall of america shaking and and it's because the mall of america's uh, built on springs i so i don't know you know i'm not an engineer so i don't know that's just what what i heard but yeah you could literally feel the mall of america shaking um i mean in the in the beginning it was pretty much from black friday until after new year's it was just constantly packed um so yeah being on the other side is a little different um 
I do, I do actually, you know, when, um, there was one black Friday that I was working and, 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 and over the years I opened, I don't know how many boxes with a box cutter, thousands probably. And, um, there was one year that we had, you know, we had our like meeting before Thanksgiving. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we had this big meeting and I was telling everybody what the, my expectations were of them and what Friday was going to be like. And I had one of my assistant managers was supposed to, um, get all the cash register stuff. So she was going to do all the boxes and everything. And I could see her when we're doing the meeting that she was kind of stressed out. And I just looked at her and I said, Hey, why don't you just chill don't do that I'll just come in a little bit early and prep the cash wrap and she's like are you sure and I was like yeah don't worry about it and so um Thanksgiving whatever and then I come in at like 5 30 in the morning on on uh Black Friday and I start to prep the bags and I put like first box I grabbed of of bags I put up on the table and I cut it open towards me with a box cutter and I could feel it hit my left wrist and um I knew right away that it was going to be bad just by the way that it felt um it it wasn't painful but it felt like it was more than just like a paper cut or whatever and um I looked down and I had like a three inch gash on my wrist and it's the kind of cut that people would do if they were trying to kill themselves so it's like this it's just cut from um uh vertically going up my arm not sideways like you see in movies it was cut vertically and um if you ever remember back in the day on Saturday Night Live they used to do this Julia Childs skit and she would be cooking turkey or whatever she was cooking and she'd cut herself and basically there'd just be blood squirting all over the place well that's what it was like I had like blood squirting all all over and it was squirting and pouring and um the first thing I thought about was I was there by myself and I did not want I, I I was in art class in Colorado with my friend Cesar, my friend Bird Dog, and then this kid who was uh, uh, a year younger than us. I think his name was John Thomas. But he had cut, he'd like pricked his finger. We were doing some project with X-Acto knives and he had pricked his finger and he passed out. And oh, we were like, woke, well, picked him up or whatever. And he saw it again and he passed out again. So then we picked him up again. We brought him to the sink. He passed out again. And then my friend Cesar and I brought him to the office. And while we were you know, going to the office, he passed out another time. But every time he'd see his blood, he'd pass out, basically. And so that was like the first thing I thought is like, if I pass out, I'm going to freaking bleed out right here. And so I walk out, uh, I, I guess, speed walk, I was walking, <laughs> you could say I was walking out into the mall. And um, there's like this Verizon booth in the middle of the mall. And that was the first person because it was 530 in the morning. And all, almost, you know, most people weren't there yet. And I see this dude at Verizon and I'm like, dude, I need you to call somebody. I cut myself. I need help. And he like, was like, I was like Medusa or something. Cause he just stoned up. He just froze and didn't move. And his eyes were all big and shit. It looked like a white buckwheat. And, um, he's, uh, he just doesn't do anything. And I'm like standing there in front of him waiting for him to grab the phone and he doesn't do shit. So then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm out of here. And I take off running. And then there's, of course it's a mall. So there's a Jamba juice in there and some dude 
not even a worker at Jamba Juice. I think he was like, they must have had some issue that they had a, some dude come out to fix something. And he saw me like running and I didn't, I wasn't, I, the way I held, held my arm is I put my hand around uh, the base of my arm kind of cl- towards my um, elbow and I was trying to stop the, the blood by just squeezing really hard, but it wasn't working. Um, and then this dude saw me grabbed a towel, grabbed a phone, and came over to me. He said, wrap that around your arm, and he calls. And then uh, mall security comes down, and um, uh, they they call the ambulance or whatever. And uh, um, I literally thought I was going to die, you know, from it at, at first. And, um, you know, and the first thing that I thought about was, you know, did I say goodbye and I love you to everybody at home? I don't know how much blood I lost and I probably wasn't even anywhere close to um, dying but it scared the shit out of me and so that was uh, you know probably the craziest Black Friday that I had all the other ones you know were really cool we did always would do potlucks and shit because it would be so busy that you wouldn't really want people to leave Um, one because it was so busy and two because a lot of times those people just wouldn't come back that was just how it was Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you guys got out. I got out for a little while and, um, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I've been, um, you know, because, uh, you know, my wife passed away in January and, uh, of 2021. So November, December, January, last year was really hard and and I would say I would say you could probably roll that into February and March were really hard you know for for my family um and I and and I struggled a lot with it I you know I I think that the podcast kind of speaks for itself just because there was really a not not a lot of content coming out at that time um so you know now it's it's like um you know, it's been, it's been almost two years now. And so, you know, getting back out there and, um, um, I guess re-engaging the world is, is kind of what has been going on the last year. Uh, it, you know, this year I was trying to be a little bit more proactive about this time of year. So, you know, I started, um, getting, back into therapy and um right I had already like scheduled all my stuff but you know I I talked on here I kind of crashed and it was really frustrating and so one of the byproducts of that crash is I just started journaling and I've been writing a lot of shit I bring my journal with me everywhere and it's anytime anything comes across my mind anything from motivational to things that I think that I need to fix about myself and so uh, a week ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer, I'm not sure on the timeline, but I had started to write, like contemplate my relationships uh, or my relationship with women throughout my life, you know, and of course, you know, of course, when you're young, it's, it's about your mom and your sister and um, any like female cousins. And it's all cool, you know, at then because all of those people you, you adore and there's no everybody I think I think for the most part especially you know you know like a mother figure they pretty much accept you no matter what 
And my mom has always been that way. You know, my mom always, um, even when I was probably wrong, my mom always seemed to take my side. And so, you know, when, so in the beginning, you know, up until, uh, up until I turned 18, 18, you know, my relationships with women were really, you know, just about love. And then, you know, 18 things start to change because you're, 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 I mean, I I think technically that you're considered an adult, you know, now that I'm older, I, I wouldn't consider an 18 year old an adult, but, um, you start to have a more adult relationship. And for me, um, my relationships with women were, you were one of two things. You were either, um, you were either the, the, um, a, a, a woman that I was going to use up, um, and get whatever I could out of them. And, you know, Oh, and then I, and then I would just vanish. And, um, that was, that was, that was a, a lot of those early relationships. And then the other thing is you were either the one, you know, you were either the love of, you were either the, uh, somebody I could use up or you were the love of my life, you know, like the perfect mate. This is the one that, oh, this is the one that I've been waiting for. You know, this is that fucking great story that everybody's going to hear about. And they're going to think that it's something special. And I think both are equally destructive, you know, I think using women is, you know, for obvious reasons, um, thinking that it's the one, at least for me, um, changed me and I, and I lose who I am. I I become totally focused on, um, that relationship and my happiness is dependent on that relationship. And, um, you know, I suppose, um, I get untrusting of love, you know, I probably some, some, you know, abandonment issues from my father or whatever, but, um, so I think that, uh, there's part of, of me, you know, I, 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 I've had four great loves in my life and, and I've talked about it on here and I think that I told, and I said at the time that I said that there was three, but I've had four, four women that I've really loved in my life and every single one of them, um, it has changed who I am and I've become dependent on them for my happiness. And so when troubles happen, which they, they obviously are, you know, because it's a relationship, it's not always going to be, um, sunshine and rainbows. But so when troubles come around, I'll panic, I'll become manipulative and controlling. And it's, it's, it's always hard for me. It's always been hard for me to understand before, before I, you know, I started doing all this shit. Um, but it was always hard for me to understand how, um, I would end up sabotaging those relationships. Um, you know, the women that I treated awful or treated like shit, I couldn't get rid of them and it didn't make sense to me. Uh, and the ones that I love, you know, three of them are pretty much chased away. You know, my wife, probably only stuck with me because we had children and it wasn't always, it was, it wasn't always, uh, you know, great. It was, there was, we had some tough times and, um, you know, so, so, you know, in going through this whole process and journaling and trying to figure it out, it's like, how do, so how do I fix that? You know, the easy thing is I, I treat, you know, I don't use people. I treat women 
uh, with respect and love and never start a relationship with bad intentions. And there was a lot of times, especially in my younger times. And like, I think that out of the, out of the four women, you know, that I've loved in my life, three of them knew me when I was young. And so they knew that dude who treated a lot of girls like shit. And I had this reputation of, of, of being that way. So, um, they came into a relationship with me knowing that that's the type of person that I used to be. And I, and, 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 and in all fairness to me, I haven't been that way really for a long time. I'm, but you know, I haven't been single for 20 some years, so I don't know. Um, you know, and then I suppose the other thing, um, is just be upfront, you know, with what my intentions are in a relationship, whether or not it's just, um, starting a relationship that I don't really care about and that it's really more of a physical thing. Um, but, um, or if it's something that I'm serious about, you know, I want this to be so whatever, just telling them up front that this is what it is. And if, you know, either way, you know, some, it's going to scare some people away on either side of that. You know, it's going to scare some people away if they think that all I'm after is just physical stuff. And then it's going to scare some girls away or some women away if they, uh, if I say that it's, you know, I want it to be something more. So I just can't, you know, be afraid of hurting anybody's feelings. Um, and, um, so I suppose just be upfront and, you know, if I get in any type of relationship that, uh, I don't want to be in, which this happened to me a lot when I was young, I'd get in a relationship and I would be so afraid of hurting their feelings that I would just vanish on them. And so, you know, I suppose, you know, which is harder, you know, me dipping on them or me just telling them that it's, it's not going to work. Uh, and then I suppose a really big thing, especially when it comes to, um, the women that I love is understand that my happiness isn't dependent on them. It's dependent on me. And, you know, know that the guy that they fell in love with was the dude that, um, didn't change. You know, the guy that I was when the relationship started. And so, you know, understanding that is, I think, one of the things I suppose that I need to work on. And, um, just, you know, knowing that there's not a woman out there who's going to be the savior of, uh, of my loneliness or whatever I have going on, you know, at the time there, there's going to be trying times and it's, it's not always going to be easy and, uh, just don't panic. Uh, you know, I suppose the other thing is, is it's not using a sexual relationship, um, it's, it, it's hard for me because when it comes to that, and I don't know what it is with my brain, but my brain uses that as a barometer for love. Um, and I, and, and I don't know if that's a normal thing or what, but, uh, having a healthy sexual relationship with somebody to, to me, um, shows strength in a relationship. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I guess it's something that I need to like keep evaluating it. Um, 
And um, I, ne- I need to understand that I can't control the direction of somebody else. You know, if somebody wants something else, um, you know, because three out of the four ended, you know, not the greatest. I would say one of them ended horribly. Um, and um, I, I think, it, you know, trying to hold on to every last bit of that relationship and panicking and all of that kind of um, sped up that whole process, you know. So being dependent on them, is, it's, it's for my happiness, it's just not sexy. And, um, you know, I suppose just getting back to it, they, I need to understand that the person that they fell in love with is, the, is not that person. So um, it's something that I'm working on. Uh, and uh, I'm, 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 I, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I'm going to be better at it, you know, I, I think if I can't learn by this time in my life, then it's going to be hard for me to learn how to, to be a, um, around women, and um, I just need to fix it, and uh if I'm if I'm gonna be, you know, alone for the rest of my life, then then I need to accept that that's okay too. You know, it's either thing uh, is there's I suppose there's good things about you know being alone too. It's not I suppose what I want, but if it ends up being that way, you know, so be it. I can be happy and. Um, yeah, I, I kind of look at it like this, you know, when I moved from Colorado to Minnesota, that first year when I was a junior in high school, I was so worried about making friends that I wasn't who I was when I was in Colorado. You know, when I was in Colorado, it, social and school stuff was easy for me. And then when I moved to Minnesota, yeah, granted, it was completely different than where I grew up in Colorado, but I was just so worried about not making friends that I really didn't make friends. And so, you know, left, got my mojo back and came back and did as soon as I didn't give a shit whether or not anybody wanted to be my friend or not, then it was easy to make friends. And I think that the same thing can be said about, you know, relationships with 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 women. If you go if you're, I suppose, freaking out and thinking that there's, you're, you're um, gonna have, you know, troubles, you know, having a relationship with a woman and you go into it kind of scared and nervous and shy, that's not attractive. And so I need to, I suppose, not give a shit whether or not I meet anybody. But um, yeah. So that's, I think, a part of this whole process that I'm going through this year that's a little bit different than last year. You know, last year's trauma and fogginess and everything. And now it's coming out of it this year. It's, uh, you know, November, December, January this year is different on like the grieving standpoint from I'm I'm missing my wife and um, and. I'm missing her 
being around. I miss the silly stuff, the stupid stuff. And, you know, last year it was really just about um, trying to clear the fog and it because it was so awful the night that she died that it last year was really just about trauma and fog and uh, extreme sadness and uh, I don't know and, and then this year it's I suppose just trying to put all the pieces back together and figure out uh, how my life is going to be and how my kids lives are going to be and you know, where all of this is going to go. And I don't know, you know, what that means. You know, there's really three things that I've kind of decided that I want to do. And I, one of them is get the fuck out of St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, I've got three places that are four, maybe four, I suppose, places that I'd want to live. And, you know, one of those is Wilmer, um, because Wilmer just feels like home. It's number four on my list. Um, and then, um, Montana, there's Helena, and uh, Lewistown, and then um, Gunnison, Colorado. Those are uh, places where I s- suppose I want to go and get a fresh start. The complicated part of it is I got a son who's a junior in high school and a daughter who's in the eighth grade, and they all have really good friends at school. Um, so pulling them out is, is difficult. It's a difficult decision to make and it's difficult for because it's difficult for them, I suppose. So we'll see. I don't know, you know, what life has in store for the Kelseys, but uh, I don't really see it being in St. Cloud long term. You know, I'm getting to that age to where uh, I need to make up my mind what where I want to be for the rest of my life. So. I don't know if you got any anywhere you think I should move. Um, let me know. You can hit me up on Insta, uh, Native Sun seventy one, Snapchat. I don't know Native Sun. I don't know. You could probably just fucking search JC Kelsey or Native Sun seventy one and find me on Snap. My email sucks, so I'm not going to give you that. But um, that's all I got. Um, once again, I want to thank you guys for coming along, listening to me. Uh, I try to be real on here and um, I know that a lot of the shit that I'm putting out is very personal Um, but I mean I think if I saw you out in the streets and I knew you or whatever the stuff that I share on here is stuff that I would share with uh, close friends and people that I've known for for a while I'm pretty much an open book and I'll tell you anything you want to know so that yeah that's it i hope you guys have a great day i hope you have a great week i hope you have a great year and i hope you have a great life my name is jc and this has been life and times of a native son peace i'm out